Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Learner's Corner. I'm Caleb Mason. I'm not. My name is Todd Hicksonball. This is a podcast for lifelong learners where we learn from anything and everything. A.K.A. the Todd Father. And today, we have a great episode for you today because we are talking with Kathleen Edelman. Hey, Actually, I'm talking with Kathleen because yeah, Todd unfortunately missed this conversation. Well, you but, know. Oh, Todd, I know. Uh, I can't wait to hear about it. I know. We've been. Even though I've edited it. I've, I've been. And I already know what's going on. I've been so excited for this conversation. You have been. You've been really talking about this quite a bit. Um, you, you're pretty into the, you're, you're pretty into anything that, that tells you that you're a crazy person. Well, it's really more about self-awareness and Kathleen, uh, let's just tell you a little bit about Kathleen. Kathleen has one goal in life to help people learn to speak kindly to each other. And she has released a workbook through North Point Ministries. Um, and really, it's more than just a workbook it's because, an app. because there's an app which yeah. has kind of like an online course feel to it as well called I Said This, You Heard That, How Your Wiring Colors Your Communication. And literally, this is a game changer. You know uh, that Todd and I are huge fans of the Enneagram. I think this is, has as much potential um, to gain in t- insight into yourself as the Enneagram does, Todd controversial opinion yeah and so we're going to talk with kathleen about temperaments and what that means um and really we're going to talk with her about um how you're wired to communicate and how you can become not only a better communicator when talking with other people but how to become a better listener as well now our learner's corner recommended resource this week was a podcast. It was the unedited podcast with Cameron Strang, specifically uh, his episode with Levi Lusco. So if you want to go back, um, look in the show notes for that. And then go and follow Cameron on Instagram. He's a great follow. Now, as we mentioned earlier, we have a great conversation with Kathleen Edelman, and we're going to go into that right now. Let's do it to it. Well, Kathleen, we're so excited to have you on the Learner's Corner podcast today. Thank you for having me, Caleb. You know, I, I, whenever I was going through this material, um, honestly, I think this is a game changer. Um, you know, we were talking before we started recording of already just knowing how, um, how I'm wired and how my co-host and friend Todd is wired and some of the tension that we experienced <laughs> throughout, exactly. throughout all of this as well. Exactly. And I love the, that you use the word game changer, mm-hmm. because when we get to one particular slide about the innate needs, which we'll talk about, um, that in and of itself, that's the game changer. Mm-hmm. And it's just learning a new language. Yeah. You speak your language, your co speaks his language, right? Yep. And so just as we're getting started, um, would you be able to explain a little bit about what the temperaments are like and their qualities and kind of the color that goes along with each one? Well, let me tell you a little bit. Um, The history of the temperaments goes Mm. back to the time of Hippocrates. So that was, you know, if you're doing um, like the time of of Jesus, for example, Mm -hmm. it's 600 years before that. Okay. So Hippocrates started to study how people naturally responded to things. And so he would find that they would fall into four different categories. So at that time, they used original Greek names, which were sanguine, choleric, melancholy, and phlegmatic, which those names can be kind of a mouthful. Mm -hmm. So what we did was we matched them with colors. So the sanguine is yellow, 
the choleric is red, the melancholy is blue, and the phlegmatic is green. But what you have to understand with the temperaments is it gets confused a lot with personality. Okay? Temperament and personality are not the same thing. Okay? Personality is the what. It's the behavior, culture, um, voice. It's like where you are in your, if you're a middle child, birth order, right? It's constantly changing. But the temperament is the why behind the what. The temperament is why do you behave that way or why do you choose those words? So that's the first thing, Caleb, is understanding that there's a difference between those and that um, those big Greek names we exchanged with some colors, right? So each of those um, have a unique gift, right? The, the, The unique gift for the yellow sanguine is their ability to be in the moment and that they see the best in people first hands down the red i think is what you 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 are the red color right you're a visionary i mean you can throw a big net and see a vision and a goal as clear as no nobody can match a red on that Mm -hmm. um the melancholy's unique gift is their ability to anticipate obstacles where you see from a to b in a goal the melancholy can see all the obstacles from a to b right Mm -hmm. And then uh, the phlegmatic's unique gift is their ability to have to be the peace in the midst of chaos. So that's a little bit of the history of or, or, or a good starting foundation. Yeah. How did you come to find out about the temperaments? What, when, when did you that first happen for you? This was about, oh gosh, 30 years ago, maybe 30, 30, 30. Let's just say 30 years ago. Okay, well, um, I was actually moving from California to Maryland with my husband, and we somebody had given us some of the cassette tapes from this woman named Florence Litauer. And Florence was one of the first people that I ever heard talk about the temperaments. She was funny. She was engaging. And I can remember thinking, I want to know everything I can about this. And it matched up perfectly because my background's in communications. So I kind of, I just decided at that moment I was going to learn everything I could about how temperaments played into your communication. And I did that at that time, and I still do often a verse called Ephesians 4.29, which is do not let any unwholesome words come out of your mouth, only what builds others up according to their needs and benefit all who listen. So whether you're a believer or not, that's a great guideline Mm -hmm. in communicating. But you have to know how you're wired and the other person's wired to be able to do it. So I set out to make that my life, my life work. So that's what I've been doing for 30 years. Cool. Well, let's let's break down each temperament a little bit and talk. Can you give us a little bit of what might be one or two strengths that mm-hmm. are found in each temperament, and then maybe we can hit on uh, some of the weaknesses as well. Oh, well, again, um, when you when I'm going to reference that I said this, you heard that yep. book that's being launched actually today. Yep. Um, in that book, I've made an exhaustive list of strengths and weaknesses because it's really there's a lot of practical things in there when you see yourself on paper, right? Mm-hmm. But the sanguine is somebody who is, like I said, in the moment, they're curious, they're great storytellers, they're, um, they're, they bring life into the room, 
Um, they really just are joyful people. On the flip side of that, <laughs> because we have, in order to know that's a strength, we have to have a weakness. Mm-hmm. Um, they can be scatterbrained, forgetful. They can exaggerate or elaborate. Um, they can take a very good story and all of a sudden, you know, it, it, the, the fish instead of four inches, it was 12 inches, right? Because they have the people's attention. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's just... Um, do you know anybody like that? Yeah, I, I think Todd. I think Todd is the sanguine. He's the <laughs> yellow. <laughs> so again, just knowing that you know, uh, we know light. In order for us to know light, we have to know dark mm-hmm. or loud. We have to know quiet. So that weakness, that yin yang of the weakness and the strengths. Um, the choleric is a fantastic leader. They're mm-hmm. driven. They're decisive. They delegate well. They excel in emergencies, um, but they also can be impatient, intolerant. Um, unemotional, argumentative. I think the biggest thing that they struggle with is manipulation, mm-hmm. right, to get their way because their motto is my way's the right way. If yeah. everybody just did it like me, the world would be a better place. Oh right? yeah, yep. And I, and I honestly, I can completely, um, I can completely relate to a lot of those things. Yeah. Um, and even. I think before I went through the workbook, I would have said that I wasn't as demanding as um, as I thought. But yeah. I think I am more demanding than I think that <laughs> right? I am. Yes. And, and there's a great exercise in the book that I love that I've worked in my office for 20 years at least that says I have a tendency to, but I'm going to choose mm-hmm. because – we want to stay in our strengths. So you have a tendency to be impatient, but you're going to choose to be a dynamic leader, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. that's a fun exercise. Oh, yeah. Right? Um, the melancholy is analytical, logical. Um, they're good at planning and strategy. They're also very good uh, artistically, musically, um, creatively. That's a side of the melancholy strengths that a lot of people don't know. Because these are very reserved people. The, this is what I am, dominantly. Um, and our weaknesses are we remember the negatives. We are judgmental. We're critical. Um, we can be hypochondriacs. <laughs> you know? So we're, we're, the, we're the king and queens of the 20-question game, right? Mm-hmm. So um, th- that's the melancholy. And then the phlegmatic. The, the, I happen to be married 31 years to a phlegmatic who is just the most gentle man. They are un- they are innately kind. They're great listeners. They're um they're great mediators. Now this is a great leader as well, but of mm-hmm. people. Okay. Um, but they can be they have no, no sense of urgency. They can be unenthusiastic. They can look disinterested. Um, so the 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 phlegmatic is kind of my favorite because they're like the chameleons of the temperament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think one of another thing that uh, that really helped me through all this, and I think can really help um, a lot of people too, is you talked about um, the en- the extrovert and the introvert yes. and how yes. you process. Uh, yes. Because naturally, I would say that I I am more reserved. I am more, you know, I recharge by being by myself. But I loved how you talked about that I need that the choleric 
that the red needs to process information out loud yes. with other people. <laughs> and I was like, That's... okay, this makes so much sense. It brings so much clarity and color to, um, to who I am and making sense of myself. Isn't it feel good? Kayla, oh. to, it's like what I, the word I love to hear in my office is freedom mm-hmm. to be your authentic self. I mean, that's my really my wish for everybody is they can be the best versions of themselves, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that's just it is really being able to go, okay, yeah, I get uh, that makes sense now. That aha moment went off, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, did you read a little bit about the extrovert and introvert? Did you see that you know that the the yellow and the red are mm-hmm. extroverts? Yes, does not mean they like to be around a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Thoughts and emotions go outward. Yeah, and the blue and the green are processors or introverts. Thoughts and emotions go inward, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and I think that's, I think that's one of the things that um, that helps, like Todd and I's partnership, as mm-hmm. well, is that we're both very good at com- like communicating our feelings and what we're um, and what we're expressing, and the, yeah. we don't necessarily need to guess a whole lot about what each other are thinking or feeling as it pertains mm-hmm. to something as well. And I love that too, because I think you mentioned that he was yellow. Yeah. And so you go, you also have a task and people oriented, the blue, the red and the blue are task oriented, right? Yeah. And the yellow and the green are people oriented. Yep. And that's really important because that green person we're talking about is an introvert that likes to be around people. So mm-hmm. we, that's why we want to make sure we're understanding it. But what's interesting with me, with you, you and Todd is that, if he's yellow, he's processing those in your secondaries, probably blue, you're processing in a real sensitivity place with each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great that you're celebrating each other's differences. That's awesome. Yeah, because like you were saying, he focuses a lot more on the relationship side of things and the tech yeah. and like whatever we need to accomplish, that's going to be secondary to it. Meanwhile, I'm in the back. I'm thinking, Oh man, we really need to get this done. We need to keep this conversation moving. <laughs> exactly. Your task, 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 right? Yeah, definitely. Oh my gosh. I love hearing that. So, uh, one another thing that I thought was really good, and this kind of goes into um what you were talking about with the Ephesians 429 verse uh-huh. is how we each have um these uh, these words or these needs that mm-hmm. we have, and they're each specific to each um to each temperament. Type. That's right. Would you be able to talk through like what what might be one or two? Because I don't I want to save some of this stuff obviously for people who are going to go through the workbook. Yeah. Um, but what might be one or two of those needs that each temperament oh. has? And let me tell you, there's people who come in my office, Caleb, that we work on the innate needs mm-hmm. for a year because mm-hmm. that really is the game changer. Yeah. Remember, we spoke earlier about what's the game changer. It's really these innate needs because they are. Are what core they're the core motive to everything you do mm-hmm. this is why you choose your words this is why you choose your behavior right mm-hmm. so for the sanguine the innate needs are approval acceptance attention and affection mm-hmm. so for example now in the workbook you're going to make your own definitions yeah. but i helped you with some examples so i'll give you a couple like you asked for as for example approval for a sanguine would look like being liked for who they are without needing to change. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or maybe it's attention, which would be having your full focus, especially eye contact. 
So these are needs like food and water. These aren't, mm -hmm. these aren't really negotiable, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you've been trying to fill these since you were young, right? Mm -hmm. So like for you, for example, Eric, yours are loyalty, sense of control, appreciation and credit for work. Mm -hmm. So how do, how do those feel to you? <laughs> When you hear those words, is there a connection? But, yeah, there there very much is. And whenever I don't feel like those are being um, <laughs> met or fulfilled, it really it really bothers me. Yeah. Um, because especially I could think of um, loyalty and control really stand out to huh? me. If I if I don't feel like I have any sense of um, I don't need to be totally in control, but whatever right. is in charge or whatever I'm responsible for, I need to have at least some influence. Exactly. And then, yeah. um, you know, my, I'm, so I'm like, I'm constantly, I kind of like to think of myself of like, I'm constantly ch challenging the status quo of like, okay, mm -hmm. we need to be better than yeah. whatever it is. And we can't just settle for where we are. And it hurts me whenever it's taken as a sense of disloyalty or yeah. as a sense yes. of, um, Caleb, uh, Caleb doesn't like, that's not what it is. I'm simply trying to help yeah. all, all of us, not just myself get to, yeah. and become the next, uh, to become better than what we currently are. And so for exactly. me, it is, it's a sense of loyalty. I'm doing it out of a sense of loyalty. <laughs> yes. And that, and I love that you even speak out of a red language. You don't even realize it yet, but the words you're using are very red, <laughs> like the word challenge, right. Uh -huh. And moving to the next thing and keeping moving. Those are all words that a, a caller could use. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, uh, you, what happens when you read through the innate needs and you are that dominant temperament, you make that connection, mm -hmm. right? Just like for the melancholy, mine, the blue is safety, sensitivity, support, and space and silence. Mm -hmm. Okay. For the blue, everything is about trust. Yeah. If we don't trust you or we don't trust the situation or something, it will be very hard to get a melancholy to do anything, mm -hmm. right? And then the phlegmatic is harmony, feeling of worth, lack of stress, and respect. Mm -hmm. So again, these words aren't on here willy-nilly. They're here because they speak to that temperament. And that, that when you define them for yourself, um, it changes everything. It changes not only how you communicate with yourself, but how you communicate with other people. Mm -hmm. You yeah. see I was just going to say, now that you know that Todd needs uh, attention and acceptance, mm -hmm. might you speak to him differently? Yeah. And it's, <laughs> like I said, this thing has already changed so much. I forget where exactly it was at in the workbook, uh -huh. um, but there's there's a statement and it's under the under the sanguine to where it says um, that they that they want to be, they don't just want to be known as um, and this may not be exactly it, but they don't want to just be known for the life of the party. They actually yes. want people to feel people to know that, Hey, I can contribute something like I'm not just fun and games, but exactly. I can actually contribute something to what we're doing as well. Yeah. And, um, it, yeah, that was probably the biggest game changer of learning how to communicate better with Todd for me. Yeah. yeah. Because here's the thing over the course of these decades that I've done this, I've been able to to collect so much data 
And one of the things is exactly what you just read that impacted you is that each temperament, there's something very unique that they want the other temperaments to know. Mm-hmm. And that is the sanguine that they're fun and games, but they can be taken seriously when required for you, for the choleric. It's that you, you might look like your bottom line guy, but you've put a lot of thought into that bottom line. Right. Yeah. And then for the melancholy, it's that we want to be invited. We may look reserved, but we would really like to be, not that we want to go, Caleb, <laughs> but we do want to be invited, right? Because we are deep in our friendships. Uh-huh. And then the phlegmatic wants to be asked for their mm-hmm. opinions. And they have great opinions and ideas. They just struggle with advocating for themselves. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you brought that up because that's a key, key point. Yeah. And I think... Um you know, obviously not all of us. And I think you alluded to this as well. We don't necessarily get these needs met 100% either mm-hmm. growing up yeah. as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, it's up to you to know them first so that you can be the best version of you because really you cannot give what you don't have. So if you don't have that authenticity and love and understanding of yourself it's really hard to then try to give it to somebody else right Mm -hmm. so we got to start with you first yeah and i love how you talk about um in the workbook and even in the one of i just got to mention this really quickly i love the app that goes with it as well and watching the sessions i think how how it was designed because it's designed to where you're actually having these conversations with with each different temperament which really was that helps great? A lot. Oh yeah, it was so good. Very insightful. Highly recommend it. Yeah, um, yeah. But you talk about how um, whenever we don't get these needs met, that we have a tendency to manipulate or try to get yes. these met, needs met in a different way. What what can that tend to look like for each uh, color? Well, what happens is is that you have these innate needs, and now you know you know you're going to look and you're going to become very familiar with your strengths and weaknesses. And on a daily basis, again, you're choosing strengths or weaknesses for your for you example to fill loyalty, right? Mm-hmm. If you continue to try to fill loyalty with impatience and bossiness and intolerance, you're going to find that you will, it will not get filled. And when it doesn't get filled, you start to turn to these manipulate spy. And for the choleric, for example, it's tone and volume. Mm-hmm. You're going to start getting louder <laughs> and have a tone about you because really the core motivator is I want you to have my back. Yeah. You know, what, what, why aren't you following me? Right. Yeah. Um, for the sanguine, it's charm and flattery. You know, if they're not getting the attention and approval and then they start to exaggerate and elaborate their stories and do things. And again, they're, it's not getting it. It will go into charm and flattery. Mm-hmm. And those are red flags. When you get to the manipulates by, you really want to pull back. For the melancholy, it is um, moods and silence. So if, if we're not getting anything met, we'll kind of move into moods and silence. And for the phlegmatic, it's procrastination and stubbornness. Mm-hmm. And, but those are red flags. You really want to avoid getting to that place, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I can even just see thinking back, um, 
thinking back on my own life and um, even in meetings and stuff like that to wherever I don't feel, I don't feel like they have my back. I love how, I love how you said that because that really mm-hmm. is how it feels um, ah. that I, uh, you know, sometimes people can visibly see me, you know, <clears throat> getting, getting angry about yeah. it. And, yeah. the, and sometimes they'll go, Caleb, well, what do you think? And I say, I can't say it. I can't say it right now. <laughs> Otherwise. <laughs> it may come out with tone and volume. Yes. Right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You catch yourself though. That's awesome. <laughs> well, it's, it's from a, from a lot of trial and error. I've yes. learned, I've learned yes. that. Because it's very funny, a, a conversation between you and I and our weaknesses might look like that you say something like that. And I would look at you and go, Caleb, why are you yelling at me? Because melancholies are very sound sensitive, right? Yeah. And you would go, I'm not yelling at you, Kathleen. I'm just trying to tell you. And yeah. I'll go, well, now you're really yelling at me. Yeah. And then you see how that back and forth would happen. But that's because you're looking through your red lens and I'm stuck in my blue lens, right? Yep. And Definitely. we got to learn to get out of our own way. Yeah. Right? And that's one of the things why I love about this is that, you know, it can get very, uh, Sometimes we can get stuck into thinking, okay, this is how I'm how I'm wired, and this is how mm-hmm. and this is who I am. But honestly, the the whole purpose of even this study is not just to grow more self awareness about ourselves, but to right. figure out how other people are wired as well, so we can build them up and help them as yeah. well. And so, right. what would you say are some uh, some ways that we can better identify what each temperament looks like? Well, I think the first thing we have to do, and this is the communication part, is, um, you know, our words determine, our temperament determines the words that we speak, but they also determine the words we have to hear. So if we have to become very good listeners, Mm -hmm. see, everybody listens to respond. Mm -hmm. We've got to initiate the pause and listen to understand. See, if we will listen to the words that people say, within seconds, you're going to be able to identify their dominant temperament. And then you can speak so they can hear you, kind of like we talked about earlier. You're a red, I'm a blue. You speak red, right? I hear in blue. And then I respond in blue and you speak in red. Mm -hmm. And there's all this gray area in between. You know, we want to get rid of the gray area. That's Mm -hmm. hence the title of the book. You said this, you know, I said this, you heard that. Yeah. Because we really want to pause for a minute and, and kind of switch lenses. Okay, so if you say something to me, I want to listen to understand. And then I want to go, well, I know loyalty is important to Caleb. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say, hey, listen, I would love your opinion. I got your back. Um, would you mind hearing what I have to say about that? How did that sound? It sounds great because that's what I, <laughs> that's what I want to do. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> And again, you would be like, sure, do you have an opinion, right? And I would be, I would then feel safe to share that with you, Mm -hmm. you see? So it's really just taking a minute. Um, I I love telling this story about going to the supermarket because people always ask me, well, you can identify loved ones and you can identify people in your family or maybe even people on your work team, but how do you even do this with strangers? Like, how are you even, And and again, I say, Listen to the words that they say. So I'm in a supermarket, and again, I'm nav- almost navy blue. I'm so high blue, right? Um, and I'm and I'm at the checkout. 
So if you go back to the innate needs, one of my needs is space. So I really don't want your cart touching my cart or your food touching my food, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm in the thing. And of course, I have to ask what's required of me to love somebody better. Mm -hmm. So the young lady was at the checkout. And so I say to her, hey, how was your day? And she immediately says, oh, my gosh, it was so great. I'm going to get off in five minutes. I know it's raining, but I'm going back to Athens for a big sorority party. And it's going to be so good. My girlfriends, we haven't seen each other in so long. Okay, it only takes a minute for me to determine what is her temperament. You could probably even figure it out. She's a sanguine. Exactly, right? Yeah. So it's at that very moment, Caleb, that we have a choice. Mm-hmm. I could stay in my weaknesses and say to this young lady, does your mom know you're going? Are you going to be drinking? Like, are you 21? Do you know it's raining? That's very dangerous. You know, right? Mm-hmm. That's me and my weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Or I can lift her up according to her needs. And I can say, Wow. You have those kind of relationships with those friends. That's going to be so exciting. Mm -hmm. You're going to have such a good time. But I don't have to lose my authenticity. At the very end of that, Caleb, I can say, but be careful. Right? But I'm still lifting her up in the moment. And those words are my choice. Mm -hmm. That's my choice. On my tongue lays the power of life or death. Mm -hmm. So I, it's my choice to speak life words or death words, not only to myself in self-talk, that's another whole podcast. Yes. <laughs> Other people. Right? Yeah. So um, I'm in what, because you talked a little bit about with me of even listening to words uh, like challenge that you know that calorics uh-huh. are probably going to say. What yeah. might be, what might be a couple of words or types of words that each uh, uh, temperate, temperament might temperament say? might say. Well, you're here, you're going to hear the sanguine say words that are exciting, mm-hmm. that are people oriented that um, are in the moment, right? So they'll say things like, who's going to be there? You know, who's going to be there? Um, You know, when are we coming back? What do you want to join? You know, things like that. Mm -hmm. The cobbler's going to say, give me the bottom line. You know, hurry up. Yeah, (laughs) I got this. (laughs) You know, it's a challenge, but, you know, I can do it. Like, you know, no... And, and in the weakness, they may say something like, you know, no uh, fluff or puff, just pick the place, right? Right? Yes. Um, and the melancholy will say, you know, um, I'm not sure I trust that person. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to get a little more information. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, where, where, where are we going? Like, there will be a, a planning or a strategy or a trust issue there, right? And, yeah. and they'll want to research it. Um, in the phlegmatic, going to be sure. Fine. Hey, where do you want to go? Anywhere. It's good. I told mm-hmm. you it would work out. Yeah, let's just chill. I'm good with that. Do you see? Yeah. And so you just kind of see some of those. So what would be um, one or two things to keep in mind when communicating with each temperament? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the thing that you have to keep in mind is that we do not use our um, temperament as a weapon or an excuse. So we want to make sure that when we're speaking to somebody else, we're not saying, hey, that's just how I am. Deal with it. You know, mm-hmm. it's really more showing curiosity and interest in their temperament. Mm-hmm. And really, like I said earlier, stepping out of your own way and celebrating those strengths in them. Mm-hmm. You see? Yeah. How might, how might someone use their temperament as a weapon? 
just like that. Like you could say, hey, just deal with it. I'm direct. Mm-hmm. You know, I said it needs to be done by four. So do it by four. Like mm-hmm. that's just how I am. Okay. When you're, if you spoke like that to me and I'm a blue, um, that I would take a direct hit at safety and mm-hmm. sensitivity, sensitivity and support even. And I might even go, I'm not going to do that with Caleb. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would go to my office and I'd be like, he's on his own. I would check the box. You know, what happens is, is if you speak in your weaknesses, you, it's like pulling out a sword and then the other people pull out their swords and then mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, a little sword fight. Yeah. I'm asking everybody to keep their swords in gotcha. and that to just pause and understand that again, your words are your choice and they're weighted differently for different people. And you really can either build somebody up or tear them down with those words. Mm-hmm. Words are very powerful. So I, w- I would be remiss if I didn't ask this question. I know that you've probably developed a pretty good skill of listening um, yeah. just with a lot of your experience. What, what has helped you develop that skill? Because I think that's, like you were saying, we don't naturally listen to listen. We listen to respond. That's right. That's right. And I would say the first thing is really initiating that pause. Mm-hmm. You've got, everybody has to just take a breath. And then the best way is to, you know, it sounds, I'm sure you even heard this from your mom and dad, but to really, if you're not sure, repeat back what the person said. Mm-hmm. Because again, we're trying to get rid of that gray area. And the only way you can get rid of that say again, for you and I, is for me, again, not to change that I'm blue, but to take off my blue lens and look through your red lens. Mm -hmm. So if you say something to me and I'm not sure, it's my responsibility to come to you and go, this is what I heard. Could you tell me if this is what you intended me to hear? Mm -hmm. And if it's not, I would like to know what you meant. Yeah. Right? Yep, definitely. (laughs) <laughs> what what might be a um, few types of words or phrases that each um, that each temperament would need to hear? And then what are some definite do not say this yeah, to yeah. each type? And I love that. Um, again, in the book, I love I gave a great exercise for this for build down and tear ups. Right. Yeah. So the saying when you want to listen to their stories, um, you want to make eye contact. You want to show interest in their friends. Um, you want to prove them for what they did and ask curious questions. You really want to avoid being too serious. You want to avoid demanding perfection, um, not listening or giving them full attention, like doing something else while they're trying to tell a story. Mm -hmm. Um, all, all those things will really tear down the sanguine. What's going to build up the choleric is, um, giving them something to be in control of, right? Yep. Does that sound good? Um, encouraging their intellect, um, letting them decide for things, promoting their leadership. Those are all great things for the red choleric. Mm-hmm. What you want to avoid for them or the tear downs would be making decisions for them, um, arguing or lecturing with them. Uh, the, the biggest thing from child to adult with a choleric is you really want to avoid embarrassing them in front of their peers. Mm-hmm. You, you just, that's the worst thing you can do to a collar friend or stranger even, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't feel good, does it? No, no, it doesn't. 
Exactly. I, I would say it's even, uh, even as an adult, that is one thing that I absolutely, I just can't stand it. Um, mm-hmm. because I feel like it, un- it undermines me. Like even if, even if someone didn't mean for it to be that way and yes. they were just, um, you know, just trying to be funny. Yes. It, you're, what you were saying, it just tears me down so yeah. much. And, it, and this is what I want the same ones. This is, that's a perfect example for your sanguine friend. Um, I would hate, I would really hate for him to say back to you, Hey, just lighten up. Mm-hmm. It's just, I was just trying to be funny. You know, I want him to know you took a direct hit at loyalty, mm-hmm. right? When somebody did that to you, or even a phlegmatic friend that says, "Oh, it's fine, no big deal." Well, it's a big deal to you. Yeah. You see, so yeah. it's really initiating that pause and having a little bit more of a servant's heart, right? Mm-hmm. Um, build up for the melancholy is no noticing when they need support, being sensitive to their emotions, um, helping them feel safe. And remember, the temperaments are not gender specific. This is there's equal amount of choleric women as there are men, or mm-hmm. melancholy men as there are women. So these apply to each gender, right? Um, the melancholies you do not want to dis- dismiss their emotions, um, infringe on their space for silence. Um, jo- you definitely do not want to join in on their complaining. <laughs> or they're judging because that's just like putting gasoline on the fire, but it mm-hmm. tears down their character, yeah. right? For the phlegmatic, um, you want them to do allow, allow them to do one task at a time. Again, these aren't these aren't like you're a mover, right? You, oh yeah, you got a priority. <laughs> you got a list, and everything's priority, right, Caleb? Yep. Uh, the phlegmatic doesn't work like that. In fact, it's surprising if the phlegmatic even has a list, right? So you want to let them do their things at their time. Um, you want to be kind in your criticism. I, I really encourage that. Um, listen completely without interrupting. This is a person that doesn't talk a lot. So when they do talk, you want to listen to the end. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the teardowns for them would be expecting things done in your time frame, um, not listening when they do speak up. And, you know, speaking down to them, you know, or speaking for them, mm-hmm. that's something that you would really want to avoid. Is there any, um, and I, I know that there's tension amongst each, um, each temperament, just because we communicate differently. Um, yes. Is there one that has maybe the potential for the greatest amount of tension that people might not, might need to be a little bit more wary of? No, I really do don't. I really think each of them have their own whole set of weaknesses. And though if they if you sit in those weaknesses, it can cause so much miscommunication. You're talking about damaging or destroying relationships or being misunderstood. Um, but mostly not being the best version of you. Mm-hmm. So they each have their own that they have to balance. Mm-hmm. How important is it, and I know that it is, is but yeah. I'm just thinking about how this applies to kids oh. as well. Yeah. Um, whether that be um, parents investing in kids or nieces and nephews or yeah. teachers um, or yeah. even for people like myself and Todd who work at a church um, and work yeah. with kids and with middle schoolers and high school students. Can you just talk a little bit about that? Well, I, I do a lot of stuff with parents because I believe God's got a perfect timing and order. Mm-hmm. Um, so you hear it just like you and I are talking today because we were supposed to meet today. Yeah. Um, 
But the sooner we can get this, um, I, ha- I happen to have two children. They're 22 and soon to be 21. And if you do the math, they've known temperaments their whole life. So I've now seen with my own eyes the benefits of knowing your temperament your whole life. Like, uh, and I'm talking from friendships to college decisions to dating to relationships like I'm seeing it with my own children, the benefits. So with children, the sooner you can start helping them to be their authentic self, the best. But that that's that's where you can just start to build them up, right? Mm-hmm. We have to remember to celebrate their strengths, right? You have to look at them and go, okay, it's okay. I want that child to know it's okay that he's designed to be quiet and reserved because in his strengths, he has a great calling and purpose, but you know, he doesn't have to always fit in, right? You don't always have to be the center of attention. So again, choosing those words carefully to the children, um, I can't even tell you how life-changing that will be to them because words become thoughts and thoughts become action. Mm-hmm. So we want their self-talk to be life words. Mm -hmm. Right. We want them captivating their thoughts and make them honorable. We want them to think on things that are noble and pure and lovely. Right. And so we want them to make sure that they're talking in a healthy way to themselves, because, again, words become thoughts and thoughts become action. So you can be an influential guide to each and every child that crosses your path by Mm -hmm. celebrating their design. Yeah. So just as we're wrapping up, um, would you just be able to talk about why this is so important for people to act on now and not to wait in six months (laughs) or just to do it now? Because our biggest misconception is we have time, right? We don't, we we have no idea what this afternoon will bring or tomorrow will bring. So we really, time is our most valuable gift. So you, I would encourage everybody to 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 lean into being the best versions of themselves now why wait right yeah why wait yep well kathleen we always have a few questions that we love to ask all of our guests as we wrap up and the the first one is what is one thing that is helping you either personally or professionally right now right this minute um i have to say because today's the day the book launched Uh caleb So it's my first book. I cannot even tell you how humbled I've been at um, the group at North Point Resources that has helped as a team launch this in excellence. Um, So I'm learning truly to lean in and, and even after 30 years and celebrate and lean in and trust in other people's gifts. And boy, it, it's a, it's a fun journey when yeah. you do that, right? Oh, yeah. What advice would you give to someone who is eager to learn? Learn? Yeah. I mean, again, what are you waiting for? <laughs> I mean, we're really not promised tomorrow. Yeah. And the word enthusiasm means God within. Mm-hmm. So if you are enthusiastic about something and you are interested in something, you know, I would really encourage everybody not to hold back for any reason, to find out as much as you can about whatever that is that feeds your soul, right? 
And then I would say, if possible, reach out and get a mentor. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody that's walked that path before you mm-hmm. that you can talk with. I mean, why step on somebody's the landmine somebody else has already stepped on, right? Let's, you know, maneuver through that. Yeah. If you could have everyone learn one thing, what would it be? That every word that comes out of your mouth is your choice and to please speak kindly. Mm -hmm. Kind words are cool, right? That's the new coin tagline. (laughs) Oh, and then finally, what are you learning right now? Right this minute, I'm learning the true difference between being obedient and being willing to obey. Those, I, I, at, at my age, I'm really learning that you can be obedient all day long, but to be willing to obey is going to take you out of your comfort zone, most likely. Yeah. And, and that's a, that can be a scary path, but it's very rewarding. Can you talk a little bit more about that and just kind of what that, um, what you mean a little bit more by that? Well, I think we can get stuck in what we think is the right thing to do, mm-hmm. or we think what people tell us is the right thing to do. And, um, you know, I am, I have a strong faith walk. So, you know, you can, Oh, I do my devotional in the morning or I go to church or that's obedience. Being willing to say, use me in whatever Mm -hmm. way will benefit, um, your plan that can be a little scary. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's stepping out in, you know, being willing to obey. Yeah. Um, and again, I, I've had to just buckle in and, and as these platforms have raised to, to get this workbook out, I am just amazed at what can happen when you allow that, that willingness to obey. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, Kathleen, I know that people are going to want to connect with you because they want their relationships to be better at the workplace, at home, and this resource yeah. can definitely help do that as well as the app too yes so where where's the best place for people to go to pick up the workbook um, okay. the, the app is uh i said this app and well, then yeah go and ahead. then uh where can people connect with you as well oh okay they can connect with me through i said you heard dot study mm-hmm. that's going to take them to a website and um it has all kinds of links and connections to me um that also will link them to the workbook, which they can also get on Amazon um, starting today. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I said this, you heard that on Amazon. Um, the apps, I really want to encourage them, are free. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, on iTunes and Google Play, those downloads are free. Mm-hmm. And they um, go through the book with you. We te- we go right through the book. And it's fun, isn't it, Caleb? Oh, yeah. It, it, it's, so, I, it's so helpful. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's been really fun. They've it's the it's more than I could have ever thought or dreamed. So mm-hmm. awesome. Well, Kathleen, thank you so much for being on the Learners Corner today. Thank you for having me, Caleb. Caleb, you did the conversation, so you get the takeaway. What's something that you came away from that conversation with? Honestly, there's so there's so much. He's been um, nerding out about this. I have been for a while now. Um, honestly, I think it is that. I think it's learning. I just learned 
how to better communicate with other people and how I'm naturally wired to communicate and how, uh, how that can get me into some trouble sometimes <laughs> and how that can lead to um, some difficulties, yeah. some challenges. And so learning how to, um, how to communicate well with others so that I don't experience those challenges, yep. um, that really helped, helped me a ton as yep. well. Love it. Love it. Well, it's fun, fun conversation. Just so everybody knows, I'm a sanguine. So I just want to cover so we that. Pe- so Kathleen and I pegged you, right? Yeah, I did the tests and all the things, and yeah, I'm I am a sanguine. So there we go. So if you enjoyed this conversation, the best way to make sure you don't miss any of our future conversations or any of our future podcast episodes is by subscribing to our podcast and whatever podcast player you use. And next week, who we got? We are talking with our friend L Campbell. Woo woo! L in the house. Well, actually, L on the computer but that's a whole other thing or on the podcast or on the iphone whatever you want to say let's do it we're talking with her and she is uh, the co-founder of stuff you can use and along with her husband kenny kenny and we talk with her honestly about a whole bunch of stuff it's just a wide-ranging conversation from what she's learned from starting a business to uh, being a woman in leadership, all of that stuff. It's great. And again, the best way to make sure you don't miss that episode is by... You need to subscribe to the dang podcast is what you need to do. Also, leave us a rating, write a review, just give us the five stars, and uh, we will read your interview. Or not your interview. We will read your review. We're going to read on it. On our podcast. We're going to read it. Also, hit us up on social media. It's the best way to keep in touch with um, just the current things that Todd and I are learning about. Or not learning well. about. Or just ratchet stuff that we're listening to anything like that on itunes anyway or spotify thanks so much for listening to the podcast today until next time keep learning and keep growing deuces y'all